On the new podcast, American Criminal, you'll learn about the fraud, theft, and murder that marks the dark side of the American dream. Like the Menendez murders, was it two greedy kids who killed their parents for money, or is there more? Listen to American Criminal wherever you get your podcasts. The story of a real doll. This week on the Story Song Podcast. I hear the tale of love is Three friends who took All the songs that tell a story. It's the Story Song Podcast. Hey guys, welcome back to the Story Song Podcast. I'm Dan McInerney. I'm Rachel Oaks. And I'm Michael Gazelle. Every episode on this show, we walk you through the world of a story song. And this week, we're talking about the song American Girl by mm-hmm. Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. Yeah. Um, oh, this one's with the Heartbreakers. This one's with the Heartbreakers. Including well, the Heartbreakers. All right. Yes. It's like <laughs> a bonus. <laughs> Special guest star. Uh, <laughs> the Heartbreakers. But welcome back, guys. This is our first full episode of 2022. Uh-huh. Thank you guys for for joining us uh, as we continue this journey. A whole new world. I just think it's nice to start the new year with a small indie artist. Yes. Yes, supporting small (laughs) artists. Yeah, that's true. And a song song we've never heard before. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's funny you say that. We're going to get into that in the the story behind because uh, this song actually took maybe a slightly less conventional route to being a uh, classic rock standard. But, um, okay, well, anyway, um, not a ton of storyline, going to be honest, on this one, uh, but, but it is about, about. A, oh, a lot to talk about. <laughs> well, there's a lot of, a lot hinted at that yes. uh, isn't, isn't discussed directly, but uh, this is a song about uh, an American girl, um, and she uh, is, is perhaps not happy uh, with her life, where she is, uh, she wants to go to other places. There also is a promise that she is going to keep. Uh, what that promise is, we don't know, uh, and we will not be discussing it. I will not allow that. Um, <laughs> it's not what we show. do here. No speculation. That's our New Year's <laughs> resolution. Exactly. <laughs> no speculation. Uh, these episodes, are, I'm going to read the lyrics, and then we're going to end the show. It's gonna be <laughs> yeah, we're going to try and keep everything under five minutes. <laughs> That's right. If we've read, yeah, if we read it out, if it's not completely laid out in the song, we're not going exactly. to think about it. <laughs> Uh, and then in the second verse, uh, we're just told that uh, she is on a balcony, uh, perhaps in a new place. Uh, perhaps she has gotten to the new place that she wanted to go or, or wherever, uh, or, or at least somewhere that wasn't where she was. Um, she's sitting on the balcony watching the cars drive on the, on the highway. And we're told that for uh, a moment, he crept back into her memory. We don't know who that is. And then we're also told that there's something that she wants. And it's so close, but it's still out of reach. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's it. And then also, uh, we're told that she, once again that she was an American girl. Yeah. Uh, Except on Canadian um, radio stations, they did change it to a Canadian girl. Oh yeah, no, he 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 did a version for each country. That's right. Yeah. Um, all 157 countries. Uh, the easiest one was version. Albanian. Yeah. It kind of worked <laughs> out. When she was an American girl. Somewhere else After all 
Well, she was an American girl raised on promises. And I'm just going to stop right here, put a put put my hand uh, over my heart a little bit as I just say, dear Lord, that's a good lyric. Holy yeah. Yeah. Oh, moly. Yeah. Because it is, not only does it just sound good, it it's just so evocative, just opens a world here. She was an American girl. Raised on promises, like right. there, there are promises that that were given to her. The world uh, that was were not be hers, right? And 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 it, you know, I think it's um, what do I want to say? It's it's referencing the American dream. Yes, right. We're all mm-hmm. we're all as Americans raised on promises about what's going to happen to us, what this uh, country and this world is supposed to be like. Uh, and then we are slapped uh, with the cold <laughs> hand of reality. Guys, sometimes uh, it doesn't work out. <laughs> sometimes. Turns out. Usually, well, let's just say, usually around 12 and then again at 17 and then usually sometime when you're 25. You go, <laughs> you go oh, oh, no. I still had a little idealism left. There it goes. Goodbye. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah. Thoughts. Raised on promises. What? what was, there, was there a particular promise you think she was raised on? Well, I, I think, I mean, I think. Or series? Or promises? I think it goes into the the next line as well, but I mm-hmm. think the promise is, you know, if you're a good girl, you're. I feel like she's probably in like middle America in like the Midwest, um, you know, the real America. No, uh, yeah. <laughs> but I feel like um, uh, the promise is, you know, you go to school. You're going to get a good job. You're going to settle down. You're going to have a family, a house, da, 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 da. I think those are the promises when we, when, when it starts off that, that they're talking about. Like she was raised that she would be happy by having this sort of basic American life. Well, I think, I mean, I, I agree with you. I always, I think slightly differently took it is that the promises she was raised on was that she was going to be special in some way. You know what oh, I mean? Okay. That she would, that, um, you know, that, that thing of like everyone in America is above average. You know, everyone, everyone gets, like, which obviously is not possible, but, you know, everyone's going to be a rock star or a movie star or a millionaire, right? And so she was, she, she's going out with those, that promises. And I think later um, when she's talking about, uh, you know, I'm trying to fire where it is here, but yeah, it was something that's so close. It's still so far to reach. Right. Um, was at the end like that, that realization of like, Oh no, I'm just, I'm just a normal person. Right. I'm just, I'm just going to be, <laughs> I'm not going to be, uh, rich or famous or anything. I'm just going to live a sort of a normal, regular life. Right. I don't know, but that's that's the way I was thinking. But um, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, she's made it. That's where we are. That's where we are. Come on! But she's got. I mean, she's got a balcony. That's the promise I was raised on that I would have a balcony. This is the amazing thing about this about this song is that there are so many ways. There's such a there's an such an arc to it that you can add whatever you want. Like it's like insert idealism here. And then the arc right. goes up and down, and then at the other end, it's like, okay, insert disappointment here. It doesn't right. matter what that, you know, what that idealism and disappointment is. It's just that it has that that, you know, that arc to it. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I think um, two things. I think she was uh, raised on, uh, well, three things: promise, uh, brand, margarine. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. 
She never used real butter. Um, no. I think she was raised on um, the cast album to Promises, Promises. Sure. Okay. Um, That's right. The Burt Bacharach, Hal David, Neil Simon musical. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think she was raised on The Promise of a New Day, the hit Paul Abdul single from the early 90s. Well, mm. you know what? Three Promises that, right there. I mean, the fact that this came out in 77, that also yep. leads us to the fact that she was a time traveler, So, mm-hmm. which I always believed. Um, but yeah. there was a whole angle nobody ever talked about that's in this right song. um michael you don't want to talk about the naked eye song promises promises uh she was raised on that as well me, she, that's... me. <laughs> promises promises you knew you'd never keep <laughs> she was By raised way, on I a variety wanted... of promises just i want to be um full uh transparency Whatever that word is. Uh, t- Disclosure? I, I, no, well, I meant to say transparency, but I, oh. I messed it up somewhere in the middle. But full transparency to the audience at home. I had to quickly Google who sang Promises, Promises. I just don't <laughs> want you to think. I didn't want you to think that I knew it was Naked Eyes. That's all. Uh, I just want to be clear. <laughs> I don't want you, you, you're walking your dog. I don't want you walking around <laughs> thinking, wow, he knew it was Naked Eyes. That's incredible. Oh. I must be a big fan. Um, I also really like in terms of, you know, the quality of this lyric, the fact mm-hmm. that it starts with, well, she was an American girl. It's mm-hmm. almost as if he's he's in the middle of a conversation or or somebody's right. asking. Yeah. Like, he, he's on the witness stand. Well, she, <laughs> well, she was an American girl. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think- So I, what can I, you I tell mean, us about this girl? Yeah, well, well, she us, was an American take girl. Take us back to that day. Well, <laughs> she was an American girl. <laughs> Yes, we're here in America. Let's speed it up. Let's go. <laughs> well, one day the earth cooled and then the dinosaurs came. Um yeah, no, I 100% agree and I and I think that's sort of the like there's sort of a folksiness to it too of like, well, I'm just going to tell you this story, but right. I think also the well is sort of like you know, well, this is like a million people's story. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a lot of American girls who were raised on promises, right? And she's just yeah. sort of one more. And she's like either, this is, yeah. yeah. Go ahead. I mean, she's either uh, she's, but this is '77, so she's probably one of the orig- original American girls. So she's either Molly, Samantha, or Kirsten. <laughs> I mean, since then there's been many. But is she blonde? Mm. Does she have glasses? Or is she a fancy girl? Those are the three things you need to know. She couldn't help thinking that there was a little more to life somewhere else. After all, it was a great big world with lots of places to run to. So to step back, I mean, the promises could be, you know, sort of the, the not generic, but sort of the more common promises mm-hmm. that, again, we're all, we're all raised on. Or I'm wondering if there is a specific promise that she's thinking of and that she's, that, that, that like, I guess what I'm saying is, is, is it sort of the more like, I just got to get out of this this little town yeah. and live my dreams kind of there's got to be more more to life or is it like there's something specifically I'm trying to get away from here you know what i mean i think it's i mean part of me thinks it's it's to break away from that american dream sort of general american dream t- to to something larger saying there it's a great big world with lots of places to run to makes me feel that the promises that she had been given were that if you stay here in this town you're going to be happy 
you're going to marry like, you know, your childhood sweetheart or whatever. And and she didn't want that. And she wanted to see what else was out there. Um, right. She She's like, I don't want to work in the nail salon slash right. accounting firm or whatever. Uh, and like you said, marry right. my, my high school boyfriend. I want to do something more exciting out there in the world. Now, the only reason why I said that was it is amazing how one word can change so much. Because if it was, after all, it was a great big world with a lot of places to go to. Right. Right? Yeah. But it's that word run. It's there are places to run to. She's right? escaping and ma- Right. Yes. And maybe it doesn't necessarily mean any- that much, but it-, it makes it sound like maybe there's something she's specific she's trying to get away from. Right? She yeah. needs to run to somewhere to escape. I mean, maybe it's that she was the, you know, <laughs> golden girl of the town mm, uh, okay not the golden girls the golden girl right. of the town and so the pressure was put on her to be the I- ideal uh uh and the the epitome of what it was to be a uh you know a woman in this town and she's trying right. to escape those pressures put on her to have to be the perfect uh you know midwestern woman yeah, yeah. Or just the expectations in general of like this is what your life is supposed to be. Right. Um whatever it is in this small town. Yep. I don't know. Right. That's No, no, no. Yeah, and that's I, right. I'm well, I'm saying and and she's thinking she can't help but think there's a little more to life. Yeah. Not here. So she wasn't not, not... she wasn't just raised on promises, she was raised on expectations. Right. Right. Sure. Yeah. Those yeah. promises what what some people would consider promises like this is what your life's going to be. She interprets as expectations. Yes. Like this is yeah. what your life is going to be. Right. Right. <laughs> right. 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 Exactly. Like um, it or not. And that's what she's running away from. Well, and then maybe because then maybe the promises are not cut. Like if if her family and the people in the town are like, these are the expectations that we, you know, that we expect from you. That's a bad sentence, but let's go with it. <laughs> um, uh, maybe the promises are coming from somewhere else, right? Maybe it's the, like, the things she sees on TV and in movies, right? That those are the promises oh. that she was made. That she's not, she doesn't have to stay in this town. She can go out and have a crazy, exciting, adventurous life somewhere else. Like she's watching reruns of Alice, and she's like, I could, mm-hmm. I could be in a car that breaks down and then work in a diner. In the right. middle of the desert right. for right. eleven seasons. Sure. <laughs> By it's the way, a great big say, world. When you say reruns of Alice, you mean in the summer because it's 1977 and Alice is currently a television show. Yes, that is on TV. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so she's like, "Oh, I'm glad I caught this one in the summer. I missed this one uh, when it originally aired <laughs> three um, months earlier." Yep. Um, Dan. Uh, you yes. did. You did this. Uh, the research to this one. Do we find out anything about the promises nope. or anything? Okay, I just wanted to find. I just wanted to figure out if we were going to have an end to this mystery. I always like to no. know. No, no, no. I don't think he ever. Uh, I don't think he ever said specifically. Okay. Uh, if there was, and I mean, to be fair, I don't. I don't mean to undermine the premise of Roadshow. I don't think there was like some secret plot that he you know <laughs> that only no. tom petty knew and, and took to his early grave like no, I, uh, yeah i just wasn't sure yeah. if there was uh you know it, there, you know a lot of times these these songs that have uh are a little bit mysterious 
it turns out it was in a conversation with one person and it was just extrapolated from there. I just wasn't sure right. if that kind of thing happened. But No, I think, I mean, uh, we'll talk about this more, but I think somebody uh, just said the phrase raised on promises and he was, or something, something to that effect. And he was like, yeah, he was like, oh, it's a great line. I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to write that down. And then it became a song. Nice. So, um, so, and I, I mean, I just want to take a step back and just say, I love the phrasing of like, uh, there's a little more like somewhere else. After all, it was a great big world. Yeah. Right. It's, it's just sort of like, well, there's gotta be like, I see all this stuff, uh, uh on TV and in the movies. Like it's a big world out there. There's gotta be a place where things are better. Right. So. You know, but I love how it's, 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 at least at this part, it's not, it doesn't seem quite so desperate. It's just like, well, let me just, let me try my luck. After all, it's a great big world. There's a lot of places you can go. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost not, an afterthought. Right. Like, right. of course, but there's, there's a lot of places you can go. It's a great big world. Yeah. Well, she can't help but think of that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's not, again, it's, she just, she looks around and she's like, there's got to be more. Yeah. <laughs> somewhere, <laughs> somewhere there's got to be more th than this. Is this the story um, okay. of the Little Mermaid? This might be the story of the Little Mermaid. <laughs> mm -hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, like that—the water they're in—that's America water, that's about, right? We can we can yeah, agree oh, with that. Yeah. <laughs> that's American. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. that's American I mean, they Ocean. All speak perfect. That's American true. English. So. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, she just pops up. She's on Miami Beach. There's like a <laughs> spring break yeah, going on. That's right. Uh, <laughs> she's like, wow, we were just like. 30 feet off the coast here. Um, <laughs> so, uh, oh, and then try. Okay. Uh, and if she had to die trying, she had one little promise that she was going to keep. Now, obviously this song inspired 50 cent. I think we can all agree with that because she's going to, she's, gonna, she's going to succeed or die trying. Um, but this is the one part. This is the one line, at least in this first verse that does seem a little more, Serious and drastic. Yeah. Um, if she had to die trying, she had one little promise that she was going to keep. Um, no idea what that promise is other than maybe just a like promise to herself. So, right. A promise of I'm not going to live this life. I think that's And what if I have is. to die trying. Yeah. Well, I mean, there. So I was having a conversation with someone and I think it was my brother, but I don't know. But, I, but he'll let me know when the episode comes out. Uh, he'll, uh -huh. he'll phone me immediately. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> The conversation was, and it, it ties into the final, uh, I think the final line is she's in this small town and she wants to break out, right? Yes. But the promise that she kept was like before they went their separate ways that she and uh, maybe it's her boyfriend, maybe it's just a friend that she's had, that they were going to have one night together before they go their separate ways. And so that's the promise that she was going to keep. And like there was, I don't know, some wacky hijinks where she might not be able to get get there to to keep this promise. Okay. Anyway. Okay. I like that. Ties into that because then the idea is that when she's thinking about when her life has gone, uh, you know, gone a, a little ways that she's thinking mm. back to maybe that she did love this person and in breaking away she kind of missed him but we'll get to that later but that's the promise yes. that i had the conversation with this person like i said i think it's my brother he'll let me know immediately um but that he's so excited that we're talking about him right now oh my he's god like, i he's... can't this is gonna be a nightmare for me um, <laughs> but <laughs> but that but i think that was the 
I never thought about it. And then I was having a conversation, this conversation. I was like, oh, it kind of ties in and makes sense that she she was given these promises, but she Mm -hmm. had a promise that she gave that she was going to keep. Now, it also makes sense that the promise was to herself. Right. But also. So are are you saying the promise was before she left to wherever she's going? Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. I mean, I always thought it was the promise that she had to get to to the other place to right. keep this promise. That she, that again, that some vague, like, I made a promise to myself that I was not going to stay in this town and live this life. I was going to go be a famous movie star somewhere. Yeah, 100% that makes sense, too. Yeah, mm. 100%. Yeah, I mean, I think it makes more sense than what you were saying. I mean, I don't want to, <laughs> like, I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> like this like this isn't a but, contest but like there's no right or wrong but, but i'm just saying i think i'm more the right he in the final <laughs> verse explain the he yeah yeah and well, we'll, we'll, get to well it. we haven't Fine. we haven't gotten and there. also explain um, this this uh let's explain this chorus that i don't understand i never understood okay well, that's a great, that's a great, so let's, let's but get Mike, there. Did you have it's... something to say about the promise, Mike? Well, I did, but you already did your segue, so it doesn't matter. Did you have, uh, can I ask you a question? Do you have something else from pop culture with the word promise in it that you wanted to No, I think I to used bring them up? all. Okay. <laughs> um, I wanted to ask, do you think that's what it was that, that her, the great realization she had was one day she had butter and she was like, this is so much better than margarine. I I've been living a life and she my was whole like, life. And we live in the Midwest. There's cows everywhere. Why am Mom, I having how could you, this stuff? How did you never tell me about butter? It's great on toast. I can sculpt say that. with it. It's great. Yeah. This is from the Cookies album, The Girl better. Who Found Butter. Um <laughs> Uh, uh, oh yeah, uh, Tabe is like yeah, Land O'Lakes uh, sponsored this. <laughs> <laughs> this album. But I mean, look the 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 first not the I I don't know if it was the first time I heard this, but like when I really paid attention to the lyrics, um, given that it's a story song, the promise that she was going to keep, like in my mind, it's like there's there's got to be some sort of unexpected murder in this song, right? <laughs> right. Like she's she's secretly a hitman. Yeah. Uh what I think that's twist. what it is. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's just because of this show, like that that I'm I'm sort of She's kind a of, hitman. I don't know. Like I there there's something very mysterious about like, but she had one promise she was gonna keep mm. in a world. Um <laughs> Or I say, yeah, it does sound like the start of a of a podcast, like a like a true crime podcast, yeah. right? Yeah, like you 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 know you you tell about the person, and then you're like, she had one promise that she was going to keep. I'm Sarah Caning, and then like <laughs> coming up next, I don't know. I don't know. Um, up next? <laughs> after this word from Squarespace, I was gonna I was gonna I was gonna name like five different companies, but they're not paying for this, so I'm not gonna no. name. <laughs> Um, but go. yeah, I mean, like there, there is something mysterious about that, that, um, mm-hmm. I mean, I think your answers make much more sense, but. Well, I think what's kind of incredible is that you would expect the answer to come after the break. Right. And by the break, I mean the chorus. Yeah. Um, Ooh, that's a good segue it... too. We've got two good chorus segues. <laughs> <laughs> but, but it doesn't, right? It, it, there's, it's not really, it's never clear what promise she was going to keep um and it's not even really hinted at that doesn't come back 
So um, maybe yeah, she it was is, like, it is interesting. Maybe she was like, before I leave, um, I should put a bunch of margarine in my suitcase. Right. Um, I'm going to keep this promise. I got it. Uh, I'm going to keep this promise. I see. Yeah. I got it. Or maybe she had one of those, like, the things you get, like, in uh, restaurants, like the little promise. Like, that was <laughs> that little tiny cup of promise. That's what she's talking like about. Like, it's, yeah, en- gonna, it's gonna, enough for one pancake. I had one little promise yeah. that I was going to keep. <laughs> this one right here. It's shaped like a heart. It's nice because it's healthier than butter. Butter tastes better, to be clear. But it's this is this is better. This is this is this is better. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep this right here. I'm gonna put this right here. Put it next to my bed. I'm gonna have this little cup of promise next to my bed. And there we go. One this, little this promise. A, one little promise, song, and I'm gonna keep it. This I'm song, gonna keep this one little promise. <laughs> this song is about me, and it's the most literal <laughs> answer that you could possibly have about what's going on here. Um, okay, so let's say the chorus is oh yeah. All right, take it, take it easy, baby. Make it last all night. She was an American girl. So, what is she taking easy, and what is she making last all night? If if we're even talking about her, I mean, drugs. Like, is it? Is it? Let's let's go there. I'm gonna. Is she, is she? I mean, what is she making last all night? I think like it's clearly margarine. Okay, sure. I this she, is why she got I, like she got one of those like big like family sized tubs of margarine. Oh, okay, sure. She she made, she made, to make it last all night. And I'm not. Yeah. She was I'm eating not a lie. lot of pancakes. Oh my god! <laughs> Can't believe how much margarine we're talking about in this. I did going into this day, I never would have thought it. <clears throat> but I really trying known. for a sponsorship deal here. <laughs> uh. So, <laughs> I don't know. We just ragged on margarine with the butter situation. Um, we'll maybe butter either. will sponsor us. Yeah, the, there you go. The, the, the butter council out there. <laughs> so powerful. Brought to you by butter. <laughs> just That's it. Just generic butter. Yeah. We can't believe it either. So this is why... <laughs> this we is recommend why... store brand. Oh, my God. This is why we... I, when I was having this conversation, we thought that there was something about having one passionate night. Take it easy, baby. Right. Make it last all night. Mm. Okay. Sounds a little okay. bit like that, doesn't it? Y- yeah. So absolutely. I think that's also well, like, fed into that yeah, yeah. conversation. Take it easy. Let's not have this be a five minute thing. Let's yeah. let's take a break. Take a breather. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Well, especially yeah. if that they think sense. it's gonna be one they're only gonna have right, this one, one time. Okay. I like that. You know? I mean, I don't even think I think that. Okay, I think that can make sense even if it even if that's not necessarily the promise. Right? That this is that this is okay, her last yeah. night in town, maybe. Maybe. All right. Um but yeah, okay. All right. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think like that, that does a lot. make sense. I I think the the promise to herself makes sense, but I do think that this could be if we were we were talking about like you know, she would marry her high school sweetheart, that sort of thing. Right. Um, this is her saying goodbye to that guy. Yeah. And maybe he right. doesn't even know. Maybe he doesn't even know it's going to be the last mm. night that they're together. Yeah. You know, she's the one who knows. I like that. Yeah. Because what and else it would even... it be? I mean, what else is taking it easy and making it last all night? Like, 
what are you making it last all night? Like you said, the tub of butter, the tub of margarine, which yeah, also right. could tie into it. It's I'm not kink shaming at all. Whatever you do, you do. You know what I'm saying? But uh, sure. But I do think there's but but it's if it's not that, I can't imagine what else it could be. Maybe it's her going away party. <laughs> you Where, guys, uh... we got a chocolate fountain. You got to stay. <laughs> I got an after hours DJ. Yeah, don't no. We're we're gonna party all night or until eleven o'clock. That's as long as we have the hall for. So <laughs> right, guys. There's a local ordinance that says we can't have any loud sounds after eleven o'clock. I got to get out of this town. I, if I make <laughs> one promise to myself, no. If I make one promise to myself, I can blast Groovers in the Heart at eleven forty-five, uh. um, and that is. No, whether I have to die trying, I will figure out a way to do it. Uh, She's a real big D-Light fan. <laughs> Once again, that song will, that will not come out for at least 15 years because <laughs> the people on this podcast are bad at time, but don't worry about that right now. Well, it was kind of cold that night. She started on, on a balcony. Yeah, she could hear the cars roll Now we are presumably sometime in the future. Let me ask you a question. In this second verse, do you think she is in a new a new place? Yes. Okay. I, I think so too. Good. Well, it was kind of cold that night. She stood alone on the balcony. Yet she could hear the cars roll by out on 441 like waves crashing on the beach. So uh, let's let's start there. Very good. Um well, I think that I, you know, I don't know how intentional it is, but I think it's probably somewhat intentional that this is, this is very American in that the waves crashing on the beach are in fact just cars driving by right on the highway. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's very mechanical and it's, and she has this, you know, I mean, we were joking, but she has a balcony wherever she is, which is nice. And, and. What she gets to do on that balcony is watch cars drive by. Well, it's also like, it, I mean, a balcony denotes to me also <clears throat> going from small town to a bigger city. You know? Right. She's in some big city, presumably. Where Do we know where 441 is? We don't. That's in, that's going to come later. Okay. I wasn't sure um, if she's like in California or. I will know. say, I mean, I will give you some, it, this was written, uh, Tom Petty was inspired by his apartment in Los Angeles. Oh, okay. So when he wrote when he wrote this, I always figured um, it was California. I always assumed, yeah, it was California and L.A. I mean, my for whatever reason, my mind always goes to everyone going to L.A. to be a big movie star or a rock star. This has come up before, where right. that is always my theory. So my my theory was always that she was in a small town. There's got to be somewhere to life. She she was raised on the promise that she was going to be a famous rock star or movie star or whatever. She made a promise to herself that she was going to do that, and then she went to L.A and discovered that she was still a small town girl living a small town life. She just happened to be in Los Angeles um, while it was happening. Uh, that's just my theory. Yeah. But 
that I mean, for so for whatever reason, being alone on a balcony, right? She's obviously in some kind of apartment, um, unless she has a mansion or something right. where she has balconies. <laughs> but she's in some kind of apartment with a balcony, and just even the line of "it was kind of cold that night." I don't know why, but that like. Because you're surprised when it's cold in Los Angeles. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like, just something even about that line just, to me, speaks about L.A. or at least Southern California. Right. Um, but that's just me. I don't know. Well, and I do think that the idea of, like you said, the cars rolling by are like waves crashing on the beach. So in her mind or in her having sort of, quote unquote, made it would be being on a balcony with the... Right warm breeze in her hair overlooking the ocean but instead it's kind of cold and she's got a balcony that faces queen's boulevard you know what i mean right like (laughs) exactly and you know she's dreaming you know she's thinking of it and trying to like you know bolster it up a bit and think of it as waves crashing on the beach but it's just the cars going by or like you said her being on a balcony overlooking the ocean in her mansion that's on the beach that was the promise right. that she was raised on. And the reality is that she's in this small apartment staring at the highway. And, she still has a and having to imagine. I mean, imagine. She's still, I mean, I mean she's again, this still is nineteen seventy. This is nineteen seventy seven. So uh, you know, what what she considers a failure at a tiny apartment <laughs> would be a palatial estate. <laughs> she in goes, the year. I just live in a two bedroom apartment <laughs> with a wraparound balcony. Right. Two I pay five hundred. I pay $500 a month. It is highway robbery. It's unbelievable. She lives in like a different strokes apartment. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. She's like, this is just a duplex. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Is that a marble staircase? Right. I was, I was uh, an orphan who was uh, adopted by a, a, a rich guy. Uh, and now I live in this, this crabby <laughs> giant uh, uh, penthouse apartment uh, that has its own elevator. Um, that was the first time I ever saw on TV where the elevator came into the apartment and I was like, what is happening <laughs> on different strokes? That cause the, cause the elevator opened into the apartment and I was just like, that can't be real. That is the thing they made up for television. Yeah. No one has that. They just didn't know how um, to make the door. They just could only slide <laughs> doors. So they made exactly. it an elevator. Exactly. Wait, there was an elevator in that apartment? I think so. Didn't the elevator, I think the elevator opened. I don't opened. In t- really? Maybe I'm wrong. I remember. Maybe I imagine that, that happened. I think in. Oh no, it didn't happen in Big. Where did it happen? I don't know. Three men I've, and a I've, baby. Three men and I a went, baby. Yes. I, yeah, yeah. I I'm not. So. I'm not going to say who uh, for that anonymity. But I went to a celebrity's apartment one time, and they, the elevator opened up into the apartment, and I was like, son of a. Oh, I mean, I've uh, definitely seen it happen in. Yeah. I mean, I haven't yeah, been yeah. there, but I've seen it happen in, uh, in <laughs> sure. movies. Yeah, yeah. The promise yeah, yeah. I was given was that I would have <laughs> an <laughs> I would see it in movies. <laughs> I do think um now and now Rachel you have that. Um and the reason is because you you live in the basement in the in the garbage chute. But otherwise right. it's not the an elevator, elevator does... so much as a garbage chute. <laughs> <laughs> but it opens but right can... up into my bin. Look, but I I'm can, just saying I can climb up that garbage chute anytime I want. Yeah, it's my garbage. Right, I'm just saying. I'm just saying the elevator opens into your apartment because you squat in the basement. You don't that's actually. Right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> You're like I, this. This is my cot. <laughs> it would be quiet. <laughs> um. Anyway, what was I saying? I don't know. Well, She's I watching think... the cars. Oh yeah. 
it's possible that um or is it possible that if she's standing alone on the balcony is the balcony at the casa rosada is she ava perone possibly evita uh was ava perone an american girl Mm, no she was south american girl (laughs) yes 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 see (laughs) does that help i mean that's true it doesn't say which which america yeah 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 um what i do like about this is just kind of cold that night there's almost like uh, um there's kind of a disappointment to that too um that kind of mirrors the first verse where it's not like, oh, it was a cold winter night. It was like, oh, it was a right. beautiful, like it was just, it was kind of cold. Yeah. Yeah. Everything and there's is like kind a, of a, meh. Yeah. And Everything's there's a little bit of a loneliness to it where she's, she's just standing there on the balcony. It's a little bit cold. Right. Mm-hmm. There's, there's something very, even though she can hear the highway, there's something very like removed and. um, mm. Right. You know, again, I think I said it's it was kind of cold that night. Just gives this image of you're not expecting it to be cold, or it's a little colder than you thought it was going to be. Yeah, even um, when she ran away from her original disappointment, there's right. there's another disappointment. Right. right, she thought she was going to a place where it was always going to be warm and sunny, and uh, Philadelphia. Uh, <laughs> sure, <laughs> but. Uh, both, both, I mean, literal and <laughs> metaphorical. And she is, she has found cold weather again, both literally and metaphorically <laughs> Right, where she went to. Um, yeah. Uh, any other thoughts on this? No. Well, I was only going to say, I was curious if you guys had ever considered, um, so obviously the conclusion other people have come to who are not us is that. It was cold that night. She is lonely and standing on a balcony. So you can kind of guess where people's minds oh, maybe yeah. went to. That it was Evita. The... No. Yes. That it exactly. was the, nope. that it was her last night, let's say. That was her last night. Let's put yeah, it that yeah. way. Yeah. Oh. Yes. Yeah. So I don't uh, I mean I never honestly I never until about I was it that way. Yeah. Until I was doing the research and I was like, Oh yeah, I never really thought about that. I think it's funny how that at least to me, I I don't think that, and right. only just because, in some ways, I think it's this is more interesting than it's not quite as dramatic. Uh, right. You know what I mean? Where she's just she's just having a lonely night, yeah. and maybe in some ways, maybe in some ways, in her mind, that's almost worse. And and I I want to be very clear, I'm not in any way advocating uh, for for suicide or anything like that. But just the fact that she's like, eh, my life is just kind of normal, right? right? I'm just sort of a normal. I don't have this big, dramatic, exciting life, um, good or bad. I'm just sort of like, you know, I went, I went looking for adventure, and I just found that they have they have malls with nail salons in LA, right? Too. Uh, <laughs> right. And it's right. not margarine it's not is as, everywhere. Right. <laughs> exactly. I could not get away from the margarine, uh, but it's just sort of it's not. You know, there is nowhere to escape to. Right. I guess you can run as much as you want, but you're you're always gonna. Oh boy, let's let's try this one. Ready? Let's try this one. Here we go. You can run wherever you want, but you're always going to bring yourself with you. You know what I mean? Nice. Oh uh, you God. can't. You can't run away from who you are. That's true. Uh, so. Well, I, um, I mean, going into mm-hmm. going into the next line is the same thing where she's she can't she also can't get away from things from her past. They're still there. Right. 
So, and for one desperate moment there, he kept, he crept back in her memory. Um, two things I want to say is I just love one desperate moment is great. Like at, at her most desperate, she went back to whoever, whoever this guy is, who we'll talk about in a second. And I love the phrase, he crept back in her memory. Right. Right. Like that he, he like snuck back in there. He, he was creeping along. And when, she, when her guard was down, the memory of him came back. Um, I just, it's just, it's just great line. It, it's just, we've talked about it so many times that one word difference yeah. can, can, yeah. can make, can make such a difference in, in that. Um, so I think that's great. But okay. So the question is, who do we think this guy is? So, Juan Perón. <clears throat> yep. Juan Perón. <laughs> <laughs> mm. I think, I mean, I think it's that it's, it's whoever she left in the small town that she yeah, thought okay. that she either was not better than, but um, that she thought was going to sort of trap her in that space. Uh, you know what I mean? Um, right. But it turns out that he still has a place in her heart and still maybe she, uh, maybe they were never together together. Maybe they were just friends and they had this one night together, but he keeps on coming back into her memory. And so right. that's, uh, it's something like that. And she's she's right. running from a place um that she doesn't want to be and when she's in the place that she wants to be she's missing somebody from the place she doesn't want to be in. Right. Right. I mean my other thought was and this is related to what you're just saying but like that thought of like um you know she escaped to this place this was supposed to fix everything. And she can't even she can't even let the thought into her mind of like maybe I should have just stayed where I was. Right, right, right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like she she because because then she will admit that not only has she failed, but like that place is past. She can't go back and be with that guy now. Yeah, the idea of a desperate moment, the idea of a desperate moment, the idea of creeping back in her memory is if she lets that open up and lets the idea of the other side of this of what could have been if she stayed, if she lets that open up, then then, you know, uh, then she has to, like, look at herself in the mirror and sort of see where she's where she has gone. Right. Yeah. Because maybe a, she lives. Oh, go ahead, Michael. Sorry. It, it's a grass is always greener kind of thing where right. yeah. now that she's where she longed to be, um, mm-hmm. she's realizing or maybe not realizing, maybe just thinking, oh, it could have been better. If I had just stayed where I was, if all of the things that I was promised and all of the expectations that were on me um, from day one. Right. If I'd just done that, life would be better as opposed to being cold and lonely uh, listening to traffic. Right. right. <laughs> I mean, and like, um, like she, you know, maybe she even is somewhat successful. I mean, she has a balcony, as we've discussed. Right. right. Uh, <laughs> it's true. But. But she's alone, right? So maybe that's that's the yeah. the grass is always greener. Like maybe she is more successful. She lives in this fancy apartment in Los Angeles, but she doesn't have anyone. And she's thinking, well, maybe I should have stayed back in Des Moines uh, or whatever with with that guy. Um, uh, yeah, uh, I think I think that makes total sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think got it, it. It makes okay. the the this next line 
so interesting because there are so many ways you could read it. Right. Right. Well, that's what I was going to say. So, because uh, then the next line is, God, it's so painful when something that's so close is still so far out of reach. Now, I just want to say, Ugh. well, before we get into it, great line and just like perfect end of this song, you know, obviously the, or not the song's over yet, but end of, end of, end of sort of the story part of it. Yeah. Um, just leaves you with a completely open world uh, as to what could be going on here. Open question. And just even the, like the way it's sung is just so, so good. Um, it's just perfect. But what yeah. do we think? Uh, well, let, let, I'm actually just open the door to you guys. You, 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 you talk. Well, Michael, you were floor. about to say it. So say something about it. So go ahead. Well, I think first, um, even though this is in the, the verse about the, the, the person creeping back into her memory, um, it's also what's so close is what she wanted. She wanted to be, I mean, in the example we're using in L.A., Right. The life that she wanted is there. It's so close. Right. But she's not there okay. yet. She doesn't have the happiness that she wants yet. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, part of me thinks that it's it's it can be both at the same time. Right? It's yes. that it's it's that she it's almost that she doesn't she she's not either place. She doesn't she hasn't reached what she wants in the place that she's at and she never went to the place she never reached a place of happiness where she was, but it was right. so close, right? And I think that also that is reflected in the idea that the of the cars versus the waves, right? The waves would be success. The waves would be that she has everything she wants, but she has cars, but the cars right. kind of sound like waves, you know? Yes. Yeah. So yeah. it's almost. When I will she's say, almost there. But she's not quite there. And it's that last mile of the marathon is the longest mile. Yeah. And I think, I mean, this could just be a, a summary of her life and dreams in general. Like the, the goal is always going to keep moving. Right. So she's mm -hmm. never going to reach that thing that she wants. She's always going to be in between where she wants to be. Yeah. Um. There's always going to be this disappointment. So, um, and I'm just asking you, so you guys think that the, the it that's so close is her dreams and not the guy? I think he's part of it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I think it's, it's just whatever she wants. I think there's this longing um, for whatever, whatever this, this vision of happiness, whether it's, it's being with this guy, whether it's career, whether it's where she lives. All of these things that she's longing for are just out of reach for whatever right, right. reason. Right. And I mean, that well, could be playing into the, the idea, like we were talking about earlier, of like the American dream. Mm. It's just something that she keeps striving for and she's not quite reaching. Right. Well, I was going to say, yeah, I mean, there's sort of two things. Like if, if we imagine she went to Los Angeles, right, to be a movie star or whatever, in some ways, like, is it worse to be in Los Angeles to see movie stars, to know that it's right there, but you're not, you're not going to be one of them, 
Right. Um, as opposed to just being in Des Moines where you don't see it every day. Right. <laughs> you know, right. it's not constantly in your face. And you could dream or, like, oh, I, I, if I was there, I would definitely make it, but I'm here in right. Des Moines. Right. In some ways, is it worse that you went to LA and tried right. and found out, no, you're never going to make it. <laughs> like you could have, you could have stayed back and just dreamt that you right. were going to, uh, but now you, you have concrete proof or is it, or like Michael said, is it more of just a generic thing? Like I will say I used to, uh, the company I used to work for, I used to go to, they, they were in Santa Monica, California, a beautiful area of Los Angeles. And I would go there, and uh, at night, when I was done with work, I would go for long walks around the neighborhood, and it is incredible there. And I would look at the houses, and I would just think, guys, it's so warm here all the time. <laughs> it's so nice. They have palm trees. Like, and I would just fantasize, like, just leaving it all behind and just living in a little bungalow in Santa Monica. And thankfully, I knew that I was like, it's a fun fantasy, but I know within six months, I'm going to hate it. Like the, you know, whatever, whatever the annoying thing that is here will start to crop up and it's never, it's never going to be good enough. You know what I mean? Like it's, there is no perfect place that you can go. And so I wonder if that's it too, where it's like, it's so close. She's in the perfect place. She got to where she wanted to be. Even if, again, even if she is somewhat successful, right? Right. There's that thought of like, Okay, here I am. I'm in Los Angeles. I have this big apartment. I'm on a CBS procedural or whatever. Um, <laughs> yeah. I have I have success. I did everything that I wanted to do, and I'm not satisfied. And that that sort of maybe dawning horror of like I'm never gonna be happy. Like right. I almost got everything that I thought that I wanted, and it's still it's never gonna be enough. Um, I don't know. I think that's the great thing is that it it could literally be anything. anything. Yeah. Yeah, she I mean, got we're her also... recurring role on the Waltons. Right, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But got it a didn't brand solve new she... track player. Yeah. She's like, look, she's like, look, I'm the fifth one to say goodnight. <laughs> who, who, could, who could ask for better than this? Um, and then, then I it mean, starts creeping into her mind, like, I should be the first one to say goodnight. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, how come I'm that first? Uh, I'm better than John Boy. Was that what's his name? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I've never actually seen the show. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, because we've also, we're assuming that this guy is an ex-boyfriend, right? Or of some kind. Uh-huh. Right? But what if he's what if he's not? What if he's the thing she was trying to escape, literally? Like the thing that she was trying to get away from, and she just doesn't want to oh. think about it. Okay. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I'm just throwing it out there. I think that's what's great about the song is that there's a, a, a lot of interpretations. Yeah. And I think all of them are pretty are pretty valid. Right. You know, and I think like the promises she's raised on the, you know, the something that's so close, like I think it could be something very specific or it can be something very generic. And I don't mean generic in a bad way, but just like she had she had some vague idea of being rich and famous somewhere else or just or just being happy somewhere else. Yeah. And and it's just she's she just can't get. Well, there. yeah, the idea that she's just standing in, she's almost standing in for the larger concept of whatever it is. The grass is always greener. Right. The American dream. All of these right. things. She's specifically a stand-in for those things. Sure, absolutely. Um, and I think like like damn what you were saying before. She she keeps thinking all of these elements of her life. If she changes this one thing, one thing, this. If she does this, it'll fix everything. And then she does it right. and doesn't fix everything. Yeah. Right. And everything will be better if this happens. And then that happens and it doesn't it yeah. doesn't 
make everything better. So the goal keeps mm-hmm. moving, things keep changing, and it's just a constant state of yeah disappointment. <laughs> right? Can I say? Can I say one thing, Michael? And I don't take this the wrong way. If you want to do a direct attack on me, just say my name. <laughs> you don't have to. You don't have to pretend that. Yeah, and but I will say one thing though. I I bought a new thing and I think it's really going to do the trick. I think I'm, this 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 is the one that's really going to make this me happy. This is the one guys. that's going to make it. We're recording from Dan's balcony. <laughs> I wish uh. a balcony. It's the lap of luxury. That's when you know you made it. When you got a balcony, forget it. Then you can give proclamations. So mm-hmm. my listen, um, listen. You sing I "Don't live, Cry yeah. for Me, Argentina." Everybody sure. listens. Sure, I live in Absolutely. I live in an apartment, as we know. And I was mm-hmm. walking around with my cousin, uh, who also lives in an apartment, and we were looking at balconies in people's apartments, and we're both we were both like, "Look at that! That lucky son of a gun!" I mean, that's just it. I mean, if you had a balcony, that's it. Yeah, that would be that would solve. You've made it. Everything. You've made it. Everyone who has a balcony is happy. So happy. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is that's Julia. It's just a known thing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Juliet yep. really worked out. Worked out great yeah, for her. Worked out so good for her. <laughs> Actually, if she didn't have a balcony, none of that would have happened. <laughs> He's just calling, Juliet, Juliet. She's like, I can't hear anything. What am I going to lean out the window? That's ridiculous. Right. If I had a balcony, imagining... maybe I'd go have a conversation with him, but I'm not doing that. Some, some grizzled detective, like, taking the, the stogie out of his mouth, being like, we got another murder-suicide. When will people learn with these damn balconies? <laughs> They're a menace. <laughs> Every time this happens. <laughs> Uh oh yeah all right take it easy baby make it last all night she was an American girl and that's the end of the song yeah it's a good one it's a great one any last thoughts then let's do expanded universe expanded universe could she have said to this guy how am I supposed to live without you I feel like he would have said that to her. Yes, maybe yes, that's what I think. When he when he show, when she shows up that night and he's like, "Oh, it's so good to see you. Why do you have so many suitcases?" She's <laughs> <laughs> like, "No reason." Uh, yeah, yeah. I just like to take my luggage for a walk every now and then. Right. Um. Yeah. Is that a plane ticket? No, I don't, <laughs> I don't know what a, I don't know what a plane ticket looks like, so I'm not sure. Um, could this guy be Tom Frost? Is she going to get a phone call in 30 oh, years? I mean, we're assuming we're assuming that she broke up with him. That's right. But could this have been motivated by, by a broken heart? Maybe she was like, all right, I'm going to go. If, you, if you're going to break up with me, maybe I'll go somewhere else. Oh, I mean, it, it could be. Yeah. It could or be. Or so. maybe, mm-hmm. yeah, maybe he broke up with her and, you know, she's traveling around the world and she calls him and says, please come to Boston. Yes. Oh. Yes. Yeah. So basically what we're asking is every uh <laughs> like breakup slash love song that we've done, can we just flip the genders and just say that it's her? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's almost always I mean, I want to talk more about this in the behind the scenes, but like the fact that this song now nah, you know what I'm gonna do it now. Um <laughs> Well, just the fact that this song is written by a a male artist. Mm-hmm. And it is about a female in a very, like, you know, like, I mean, it's dumb to say empathetic, but, like, it's, like, this is a song about a female. It's not about how hot she is. 
You know what I mean? Like there's no mention. There's there's none of that. Like it's right. it, this this is a very unique song written by a uh, a man at this time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's 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 because like we said, every other song is please come to Boston. It's the guy who wants the girl to come. Uh huh. Right. Um. And uh, or you know, Martha, and he says if you about- want, you can sell paintings. You could sit on the sidewalk. And wait for me right. while I'm at work. Sure, well, <laughs> exactly. I think I think maybe in the beginning she says to the guy, uh, "I will never love you. The cost of love is too dear." Mm-hmm. And then maybe oh. you know maybe that one night is is a, a long time. It's one year, and then she leaves. <laughs> then she goes. <laughs> sure, but she'll still sing. Yeah, they yeah. sang in the sunshine. Yeah, and they laughed every day. Yeah, so yeah, when yeah. he says make it last all night, it's really like, you know, like, but, but like a year. Yeah. Like, a, like, a, yeah. Like how long is a night in on like Jupiter? Is that, yeah, right. is that a long time? Is that like a year? <laughs> I'm on Jupiter okay. time right now. So <laughs> I'm going to write this down real quick. Rachel said this song takes place on Jupiter. Okay. <laughs> Very good. Well, we're assuming that this guy is from her hometown, right? But what mm-hmm. if it's right. someone she met? What if it's someone she met here? She was having a good time. Then things went wrong. And this is, I mean, this is her town too. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, you know. Sure. So she, she got in the divorce. She got the balcony. Um, and that's the weird thing is he got <laughs> the, the rest divorce, of the She got the balcony. <laughs> he got the rest of the apartment. So she has to stay on that balcony. She's like, it's a little that's, cold tonight. He's like, that's fine. Here's your grappling hook. Have a fun time at work. <laughs> It's fine. They're on the first uh, floor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> then it's, it's not a even landing. It's the sidewalk. Yeah, that's a. <laughs> yeah, it, this is more of a patio. <laughs> it's like I can hear the cars. Like, yeah, they're right there. <laughs> Literally, uh, you're, they're driving right past on the road there. Um, when she, um, when mm-hmm. she's reminiscing on the balcony, do you think she's thinking to to herself, um, "Those were the days, my friend." Yeah, I think so. Oh, without a doubt. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. She thought they'd never end. Yeah. And yet. And then she got in her car and drove away, and she's like, oh, those days are over. No, that was weird. (laughs) That did end. I was wrong. (laughs) I guess I was in control of it the whole time. Uh, Possibly. You know, some maybe some level of excitement in her life. Do you think the highway outside of her apartment could be Dead Man's Curve? (laughs) She's just just watching people fly (laughs) off the the highway. She's like, wow, that really sounds like waves crashing. Yeah. Oh, and that no, that sounds like a car crashing. Yeah, that no, is... that's someone driving directly off the yeah, off the that's cliff. That's a there. weird. This is a weird spot for a balcony. <laughs> I could charge money for this. Um, she said to the realtor, "How's the view?" And she was like, mm, "It's it's a little upsetting." <laughs> it uh. Really, really makes you think about how fast life, uh, or how short life is, and uh, how fast it can, it can end and violently. Um, I just rented a balcony apartment in Dead Man's Curve apartment building. <laughs> Each southern-facing balcony has a great uh-huh. view. Oh yeah, of the Dead Man's um, Curve. Oh, that sounds great. Are there any empty apartments? There are many. There are many, many empty apartments. Easy to get in. <laughs> Um, you can get a parking space, like yeah. right in the garage. A lot of turnover. 
And by turn over, I mean the cards turning over as they fall down the cliff. Um, they really need to it, fix that road. Uh, uh, it was kind of cold that night. You think maybe Frosty Snowman was hanging out on that, uh, on that balcony? <laughs> In the world's saddest Christmas special, yes. Uh, he's like, "Hey, hey, uh, you got extra smoke for me, or what?" I'm also, I'm also contemplating the children I left behind. Uh, In fairness, Tom Petty does wear a lot of hats. That's true. Maybe he does he's wear a, frosty. He, he did wear big top hats, yeah. big elaborate top hats. So yeah, maybe, maybe he was wearing frosty this Yeah. <laughs> Do you think Tom Petty was a mannequin who came to life? <laughs> she walks out onto her balcony and she was like, hmm, I really miss him. And then she turns to her left and says, oh, hi, Frosty. Hi, American yeah. girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don't worry about him. He's not so great. <laughs> now, you're with Frosty now. <laughs> it's okay. Things will get better. <laughs> Have you thought about moving to L.A.? Oh uh, man, you want to play some games or something? <laughs> um, all right, anything else? Head down to the traffic circle. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think that's it. I'm going to talk frosty. <laughs> you want to walk yeah, past I, the cop with Dead Man's Curve? <laughs> I think uh, I think uh, Frosty the Snowman is the mic drop on this song. All right, fair enough. Well, then let's take a quick break, and when we come back. We'll talk about the history of this song with Story Behind the Story. Song hello, hello, hello. I am Corey O'Flanagan, and I host the Song Facts Podcast. Maybe you know the tremendous website songfacts.com, which is a massive musical database of interviews, articles, and, of course, song facts. It seemed a natural fit to branch off and have a podcast as well, and in 2020, we did just that. On this show, you will hear interviews with musicians from all over the musical landscape, including legends like Susie Boggess, Ray Benson, and Rat Scabies, as well as voices you should know, like Misty Boyce, Chris Pierce, and the Corn Brothers. It has also encouraged of our guests to perform songs live on the show, giving us a backlog of unique and raw performances of some truly amazing songs. We talk to authors covering musicians' careers, producers, session songwriters, and fellow music podcasters. If it has to do with music, and especially songs, we want to bring it to you. You'll hear amazing stories of musicians' careers, such as how Chris Pierce, a.k.a. Reverend Taltry, went deaf in his teens, only to have surgery and work his tail off to become the first vocal jazz major ever accepted to USC. Or how country star Susie Boggess became the first featured female performer at Dollywood. We'd love to hear all of these tales, but the reason this show exists and why we are truly here is because we love the stories behind the songs. Song Facts Podcasts is proudly a part of the Pantheon Podcast Network, and we drop shows every Wednesday and hope you'll find us wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe today. Hey, Pantheon listeners, Christian Swain here. You caught me just finishing up some editing on Getting Real with John and Beth. I want to share my first experience with Factor Meals for you. I think you'll find this interesting because I bet the same thing happens to you. I had just received my first shipment from Factor Meals the other day, and I was excited to try one of the prepared restaurant-quality meals for myself. 
Anyway, I was working away and noticed it was very late and it was my night to make dinner. I jumped up and headed to the kitchen, went to grab the ingredients for the dish I was going to make and realized I was missing a prime ingredient. Well, I could make a run to the store or I could make one of my new factor meals. <laughs> Actually, the choice was easy. I grabbed a cavatappi, an Italian-style pork ragu with garlic broccoli, heated the oven per instructions, and minutes later was enjoying a very delicious, nutritious, and dietitian approved meal. It really was everything factor meals said it would be. No prep, no mess meals. Factor meals are 100% ready to heat and eat. Take it from me and head to factormeals.com slash pantheon50 and use the code Pantheon50 to get 50% off. That's factormeals.com slash Pantheon50 and use the code Pantheon50 to get 50% off. All right, we're back. It's time for story behind the story. How did this story come to be? Uh, before we do that, though, we have a new five-star review mm. on Apple Podcasts to read. Um, and this one is from, I'm going to guess, either Ophi or Oaf, 1818. Um, and they say, love this show, exclamation point, five stars. Their analysis is smart, witty, and full of great info. And I am a big fan of the mini episodes. Keep it up. Oh, we will. We will. We, <laughs> we will hopefully keep it have up. a we hopefully have a mini sode coming fairly soon. Yes. If we can uh, get our S together. Um <laughs> but we'll we'll keep you updated on that. But uh thank you so much. Yeah. Yes, thank you. Ophi eighteen eighteen. And uh we will in fact keep it up to the best of our ability. Um if you would like to have your five star review read on uh, on the show uh what you can do is you can leave us a five-star review on apple podcasts or Podchaser or good pods or anywhere that you can leave a review uh the bathroom wall uh <laughs> you know anywhere you can leave a review for we might for a have podcast it, who knows yeah we might see it uh in the bottle. <laughs> I, mean, I, I just love to come on like guys uh i was in the chilies in uh ohio you're not gonna believe it um <laughs> They left us four stars, though, so I can't read it. Um, <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah, you leave us a five-star review uh, wherever you can, and we will read it on the show, and you'll have our eternal gratitude. Okay. Now, the normal, I'm going to do the normal yep. um, caveat of <laughs> we're not going to go over Tom Fetty's entire career. Uh, I'm going to focus mostly on this song. Some pretty interesting stuff, both about this song, where it came from, and also its reception. Okay. Uh, into the world. Uh, so don't worry uh, if that make, doesn't make sense. Well, I was gonna It'll make sense in a second. I was going to say, yep. the, the fact that you're not going to do a lot on Tom Petty himself is interesting yeah. because I had to change the next song that I was going to do because I was going to do a Tom Petty song. So if you think this is the last time we're going to talk about Tom <laughs> Petty, the answer is absolutely not. Okay. One of many. Well, uh, yeah, well, absolutely. I mean, he's got he's a great. lot of so, story songs. Yes. Well, he also has a lot of he he's a, a good storyteller and has a lot of like good character songs yes. like this, even if they're not strictly story songs. So, yeah, definitely a, a good person uh, to go over. But OK, so Thomas Earl Petty was born October 20th, 1950 in Gainesville, Florida. Um, Tom Petty credited his love of rock music with meeting Elvis Presley in 1961. What? His uncle worked on the set of an Elvis movie that was shooting in Florida and invited Petty to come watch. 
That plus you, this is not going to be surprising, but that plus seeing the Beatles on Ed Sullivan uh, <laughs> convinced Tom Petty to learn to play guitar and to form a band. What a twist! Yeah, uh, <laughs> but isn't that crazy? Met Elvis How? on the set it, th- of a movie. There are so many times where you read the the backstory of an artist or a performer, you know, whoever, a musical artist, or a, or a or an actor or whatever. And they're like, yeah. And then I was seven years old and my <laughs> uncle, who was a director, right. uh, took me to the set and I met, you know, Elvis. And you're like, what right. are you talking about? Yeah. What, who does that? And why do so many of you <laughs> have this experience that you've met famous people because you're like uncle worked uh, in film or in, I guess that's sometimes how it works because then it's like, oh, and then my uncle got me my first job. Not that that's what happened with right. Tom Petty, but you know. I mean, it I don't know for more sure. Often I mean, than you would think. I mean, I was a production assistant on Viva Las Vegas, so I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, that's right. Um, and I'm Ann Margaret, so <laughs> we all have a connection. <laughs> uh, we all have a connection. Well, that and my happened. dad was a pair of blue suede shoes, so we all. Have <laughs> so we all. We all have, have connections. A connection. Um. You're not to see my hips on television, so that uh, once again another connection. <laughs> but Rachel, you you have a hound dog, so that's true. That's true. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's true. Um, so I mean that I mean meeting Elvis like ex, you know, or 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 in passing. I mean that happened. Um, who was that guy? That documentary is about. You know, what I'm talking about. Um, oh, Forrest Gump. Um. <laughs> They got a lot of really good footage for that documentary. Um, it was okay. so lucky the cameras happened to be turning. <laughs> that exact moment. <laughs> so, uh, so Tom Petty released 16 studio albums, 13 with the Heartbreakers, and three solo, adam- solo albums, along with two Traveling Wilburys albums and two Mud Crunch albums. Um, Mud Crunch was his original. Mud Crunch? Crunch was his original band before he formed the Heartbreakers, and then. Later on in his career, he got them back together. Oh. They released two albums. Um, he has 16 Emmy nominations, uh, but only one win as a solo artist. And he also won one Wait, with the Traveling Wilbur. Emmys? Wait, Emmys? Or Grammys? Did I say Emmys? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was crazy so surprised sorry. about that. <laughs> <laughs> no, 16 Grammys. Grammys, Grammys, Grammys. I'm sorry, you guys. Uh, had, why did uh, I say Emmys? 16 uh, <laughs> Emmy nominations uh, for his guest work on Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman. <laughs> Actually, I thought of, of his, uh, uh. because of his work as Julia Louis-Dreyfus. <laughs> <laughs> he was the lead on Murphy Brown, so he won a lot, of, <laughs> a lot of Emmys. Okay, anyway, the main thing I wanted us to consider for this is how our perception of things can change over time. Now, we have talked in the past about how the classic rock gatekeepers um, and how the seemingly arbitrary nature of how one song gets put in the rotation while another song gets excluded and how that can greatly affect the legacy of that song and skew who the people who come after, uh-huh. uh, like, for instance, us, may see a certain song. So I want you to keep all that in mind when I tell you, let's go back to 1976. Okay. Tom Petty, and the Heart- <laughs> Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers have just signed with Shelter Records. And they're going to record their first album. Uh, they recorded what would be the first single from that album, which is American Girl. Uh-huh. It was 
you guys recorded on July 4th, 1976. Oh my God. The bicentennial <laughs> is the day <laughs> wow. they recorded the song American Girl. Nice. Everybody else is out at parades <laughs> and they're writing a song. Right. They're, they're recording, recording it. Yeah, yeah. Got so it was it. recorded July 4th, 1976. It was released in February of 1977. Now that whole preamble that I that I said, does anyone want to guess where on the Hot 100 this song peaked when it was released? Well, I will say this. Yeah. I think they missed an opportunity with having recorded it July 4th, right. 1976. Feels like maybe they should have released it around the time of July 4th, 1976. Yeah, but, yeah. it would have I mean, helped. The song is a classic. Right. But I feel like there's something coming up where that is going to surprise me. Yeah, I feel like a lot of those classic rock songs where that 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 sort of stand the test of time, you're always like, oh, that was clearly a number one hit. Like like yeah, I remember 10. hearing like Paradise by the Dashboard like peaked at like eighty. It's like right, but it's exactly. still on the radio. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, so I feel like it's want... gonna be something like that. Okay. Well, uh, do you want to guess? You want to guess eighty? I'm gonna say fifty. Okay, Rachel. Okay, I'll say one dollar. <laughs> uh, I will say no, no, I'll no. Say... You win the fabric surfener. <laughs> you got it. I will say top forty. Uh, it was a trick question. It did not get on the Hot 100. It peaked at 109. Really? Why? Yes. Now that I know, it sounds crazy, right? You would you've heard this song on classic rock radio like yeah. a thousand times. Uh, but no, this, for whatever reason, the song peaked at 109. It was a, a failure. Uh, I mean, it was their first single, but, yeah. um, you know, ultimately it, it was, this was not the song that, that broke Tom Petty or the Heartbreakers. Right. Um, but it is, you know, it is a song that, you know, so why I'm sure there are a ton of other songs that are in the top 40 in 1977 that you have never heard. Uh, and yet this is a song that we know and it peaked at 109. Why? I don't know. I mean, I I yeah. I will say, to be fair, I mean, I think Tom Petty did later have a lot of big hits, and it could just be a thing of like them reaching backwards and being like, "Oh, here's a gem right. that I'll dust off and start putting." Right, on. it is their first their first single, so right. it could be that you know. But you would have thought, right? I mean, the 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 way this song is played, <laughs> right? Uh, oh yeah. Again, on classic rock radio, and it's in movies and stuff. You would think this would have to be at least a top ten hit, right? When it came out, right? Uh, but did not even did not even crack the hot one hundred. Um, yeah. So, and I and like I said, I always find it interesting that, um, you know, I I I said the arbitrary nature, but like why one thing gets you know put into rotation. And becomes a classic, and something else does not. Uh, right. I don't know. Uh, it's it's interesting. Now I will say that you know, again, to be fair, I think this is there are a lot of songs that are big hits, um, uh-huh. and then you get tired of hearing them. And right, right. Tom Petty has this ineffable quality where it just it just always sounds good. You know, <laughs> you don't you don't naturally get tired. It's fine if it's on the yeah. radio. Like it's, it's, you can hear it a thousand times and it's, it's always, maybe it's not as good the thousandth time as the first time, but it's, it's still fine. Like, yeah. you know, you don't really get tired of it. At least, at least I feel that way. Maybe other people feel differently, but. And the other thing with Tom Petty is you can never, and, and there are a lot of artists like this, but like, I, you can never really pinpoint when each song is from. Yes. There, there's a timelessness to, to his yeah, music. Yeah, that's true. 
Absolutely. Well, there is both a timelessness to it, but also a specificity in that Tom Petty is kind of a one of one. Um, and that includes when he came out, they didn't know how to, to market him. Um, honestly, like I've, I've, I heard interviews where he talked about that. And when, like when he first came out, they tried to market him as a, as a new wave act like Devo or the B-52s or something. What? Really? Which seems insane, but there was nothing yeah. like there was nothing like him on the radio because he wasn't he wasn't like Led Zeppelin, right? Yeah, <laughs> and he wasn't like like I'm saying like at the time he wasn't Led Zeppelin and he wasn't like you know Bobby Sherman or or something. So they were kind of like I don't know what this guy is, right? Um, and he just even though it it is sort of like you know maybe like the the platonic ideal of like just generic classic rock to a certain right. degree. It's also like there's something. The moment you hear it, you're like, oh, that's a Tom Petty song. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like, there, there, there isn't a lot like him. I mean, certainly he's borrowing by his own admission from bands like The Birds. But that he's kind of the only one. <laughs> like, not a lot of people right. do that sort of jangly guitar sound that The Birds and other bands like that had um, going forward. And it's always, even though that sound is definitely there, it's still always him. There's something about him. And I think, right. and I think that storytelling probably ha- is a big part of it. Right. I think the lyrics are always super interesting. Um, you know, and there's, and, there, and there's always like, he always kind of made more of an effort than maybe he needed to, <laughs> if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Like he always, you know, the lyrics are always like, these are actually better than, than, you know, they needed to be for this song, but, uh, <laughs> we appreciate it anyway. <laughs> thank, mean, you, thank, you. thank you, Tom. Thank you, Tom. So yeah, so how did the song become class rock staple? Uh, no one knows, but I will say Tom Petty's third album, "Damn the Torpedoes," uh, was uh, was his breakthrough. Uh, the album hit number two, and two of the singles were in the top twenty. Um, so it's understandable that people would go back and rediscover his early songs. Um, but you would think that "American Girl" had been a huge hit, given its prominence yeah. on classic rock radio. So um, okay. Well, I will say this. Now, here's the other thing is you would also think that Tom Petty uh, was like a huge, huge, huge star, given the fact that pretty much everyone knows him and you hear his songs all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but does anyone want to guess what his highest charting single was? Just You want to just throw out a song. What do you think is well, his biggest single was? Uh... uh, uh, uh... I will say Mary Jane's last dance. That's what I was. I, I was going to guess that one. It's it's last dance with Mary Jane, but sure. Um, oh, last dance with Mary Jane. <laughs> that's a good guess. Uh, he never had a number one hit, and in fact, he never had a hit in the top five. That's um, crazy. His highest charting song is "Free Falling," which hit number seven. <clears throat> that's um, unbelievable. Yeah. Now, technically, uh, "Stop Dragging My Heart Around" hit number three, but that's really a Stevie Nicks song. Uh, it's, it's credited to Stevie Nicks featuring Tom Petty. So. Someone had said the phrase "raise on promises to him, which inspired him to write, uh, to begin writing this song. Uh, he also lived in an apartment in Encino, California, where uh, the cars went right by his apartment, and he had had the thought that it sounds like waves on the beach, but he didn't have a beach. He just had a highway outside Love of it. his apartment. Uh, so that's where that came from. Um, so there was and a persistent he also rumor. he a sweater because he was like, it's a little chilly on this balcony. Yeah, and exactly. Like, I'm going to yeah. make a note of that. Yeah, it's you know, it's kind of cold. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, you know, I mean, I'm gonna, and I also we have uh, a talking snowman. Um, yeah. Well, that too. Yeah. Yeah. That was a big part of it. Yeah. Who, yeah. who would hang out on his balcony and be like, you should wear more hats. 
<laughs> or a hat, like big, me. Big hats. It's magical. Well, that was the thing. He was he was a fellow musician. He had this friend who was a snowman. Uh, but then one right. day, unfortunately, it was a bit too warm. Snowman melted, and he was like, "Let me try this hat on. Let me see how this <laughs> how this goes for me." Um, so there was a persistent rumor uh, that the song was really about a college student who had died by suicide at the University of Florida by jumping from BD Towers residence. Now the school is in Gainesville, Florida, where Tom Petty grew up, and BD or Beatty, I guess BD Tower is along Route Four Four One as mentioned in the song. Mm-hmm. But no, it's just a coincidence. Uh, first of all, uh, BD Tower does not have balconies. Uh, secondly, okay, I read one. I read, yeah. Well, I read something uh, uh, from a um, uh, school official uh, who said that, uh, unfortunately, while a number of students have died by suicide uh, at the University of Florida over the years, uh, as I'm sure most colleges have, uh, none of them have jumped from BD Towers, mostly because the windows are very small and it would be unlikely that someone could fit through one uh, to to even do that. Uh, finally, uh, like I said, Petty lived in Encino, California at the time, and his apartment was next to the freeway, and we'd hear the cars go by day and night, which inspired the lyrics. Um, now, I looked it up on Google Maps, and uh, where he lived in Encino, uh, there is I couldn't find a 441, mm-hmm. um, although the 405 does go through there, so... Maybe he just thought it 441 sounded better or yeah. he forgot what the highway was or he just combined them. Whatever. Like his like in Gainesville. He's like 441 is Yeah, better. maybe. And maybe there that's... is a 441. I yeah. I lived there, so <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It's so. valid. Uh so this song is ranked 169 on Rolling Stone's list of the 500 greatest songs of all time. And uh another sad note unfortunately is that American Girl was the last song performed in concert by Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. Uh, it was the encore uh, of their show on September 25th, 2017 at the Hollywood Bowl in Los Angeles. Seven days later, Tom Petty would die of an accidental prescription drug overdose on October 2nd. Very sad. So, sad. Very sad. Yeah. Um, he, he's, just, he's really such, he's just so incredible. His voice is so unique. And like you said, his his songs really stand the test of time. It is amazing that Think about like American Girl did not, uh, w- did not appear on the top 100, but it did appear as number 169 on the Rolling Stones list of 500 right. greatest songs of all time. Right, it's amazing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's it's... a lot of songs out there. There's more than 500 songs out there, you guys. There's like you know he six songs. Yeah, yeah. So he had to beat out like six people. Like he right. beat out like I want to teach the world to sing that Coca-Cola song. Probably That's right. was one of the ones that <laughs> that would. They had to get out of there. Um, yeah, I mean, I've often thought that, like, he is a guy who's easy to take for granted, right? Because mm-hmm. in some ways he is so uh, ubiquitous, um, and the, and his songs just go down easy. But there's a ton of, like, obviously craftsmanship that goes into it, and I, I do think he's, like, uncredited as, as maybe one of the best lyricists in sort of, you know, more poppy rock yeah. kind of stuff. Like and it's easy to dismiss or or not pay a lot of attention to, but you know there's a lot of of really interesting stuff uh, and a lot of good work that that goes into it. So, um, yep. yeah, he's missed. He was great, and like he kind of really had a bad period either. <laughs> like even his later stuff is still, you know, it's clearly like by an older guy who's just like, eh, if you like it, you like it. If you don't, whatever, <laughs> I don't care. Well, 
I got even in the I got two balconies in this house. So, <laughs> <laughs> but even in the '90s, when I would say, you know, like a new generation sort of um, uh, was reintroduced to him, you you're like, oh, this guy is great, and it's this '90s sound. It's right. so terrific. And then you realize, oh no, this is like he's been in the business for at that point 13 years. It's not like he's not brand new. Right. But yeah, it yeah. sounds brand new. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And um, I also credit him for uh, the the video for Don't Come Around Here No More um, oh. with, with uh, personally scarring me uh, for the rest of my life. So thank you so much Which uh, video for that, that one. That's, that's the Alice in Wonderland one. That's the Alice in Wonderland one. Oh, it's terrifying. It's great. Where they- uh, With she, the cake? Where she's oh. a cake. Yeah. <laughs> where she's a cake. <laughs> if you don't know what oh, we're man. talking about- just Watch go on it. YouTube. Because uh, when I say she's a cake, that might not sound so <laughs> scary. Uh, or or like make you question the very nature of reality uh, <laughs> when you watch it when you're 12 years old. But trust me, it's, uh, Listen, it's quite something. Re- remember there was, a, there was a trend a couple of months ago on like TikTok or whatever where everything right. is a cake and they'd cut yeah. into it. Tom Petty was doing that oh my decades God. ago. Yeah. Decades ago. I mean, the Tom Petty estate should have should have sued all right? those TikTokers, right? I mean, I will, yeah, he originated I will say, that. <laughs> I will say, and we will get into this when, when we do our next Tom Petty song. Yeah. But he had a string of videos that are just so good. Yeah. And iconic. So, like, so iconic in the MTV uh, generation. Yeah. In that like early nineties generation. It was it's they're really great. He's also a guy who just like he knew his strength and strengths and limitations. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I think those videos are all great, but he definitely was like the, he, I'm just remember the directors be like, all right, man, do this and this and this. He's like, Yeah, how about this? I'm gonna sit in this chair, I'm gonna wear small glasses. Um and <laughs> something's gonna go on around me, and <laughs> you then you're do. gonna cut to a close up of me and I'm gonna put my hands out. And right. that's it. And that's like you can do whatever you want, but I'm gonna be in that chair, I'm gonna have small glasses on. <laughs> You and let then, me know when you need me. Then we'll all have some cake. Cake for everyone. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, man. Can you imagine the cake at that rap party? That must have been so disturbing <laughs> for that video. Uh, um, anyway, yeah. So uh, I think that's about it. Um, yeah. Before we go, uh, I know Michael wanted to shame me uh, real quick. I shame I, you. I just want to say, we, we, this won't be on the podcast. We took a quick break for something. Uh, and we learned something. So, Michael, please, now here on, on the air, let me have it. The title of the song is actually Mary Jane's Last Dance. So you guys were right, and I was I'm wrong. I'm so happy. I, I'm I... so happy. <laughs> You're too happy. I'm going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> to be able to like prove me wrong. To be able to prove me wrong. So, uh, <laughs> yes, I'm, I'm, I apologize for, for getting that wrong. And I am now doing the sorry dance. Uh, <laughs> Of my, of because the people. chorus says "Last Dance with Mary Jane," but the title is I know. "Mary Jane's Last Dance." Okay, but see that, but I thought it was. I well, whatever, doesn't matter. In fairness, I usually make those mistakes. That's I true. usually just name the title of something, whatever the lyric is. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll definitely when we talk about it. Uh, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it. What I don't. What am I saying, <laughs> guys? <laughs> What is happening? Uh, Listen, first episode back in 2022. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hold on. on. We're back from a holiday. Give me a learning curve. Off. <laughs> Give me a break. Dust off the cobwebs. Give me a break. Cut me some slack here. All right. Let's take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll talk about the lesson we learned from this song with Lessons Learned. 
All right, hey gang, this episode is brought to you by Tiesta Tea. Now, Tiesta Tea is a premium loose leaf tea, and they're telling you to live loose. And they sent us some, and I've been having it every day at about 3 o'clock when uh, I start getting tired at work, uh, and I need a little pick-me-up. And uh, I'll tell you what I love. It's Like I said, it's a loose leaf tea, and I like the ritual. You got to put it in the little bag, you boil the water, you put it in the, in the cup, and it's, it's delicious. I mean, it's just, it's fresh, it's delicious, it's great, and like I said, it's a great pick-me-up for the middle of the day. Rachel, yeah. you, you've had some. I have. I What I like about it is I'm actually currently drinking right at this very moment in my I nice. Heart Cats uh, mug, <laughs> uh, the Chai Love, which is a spiced chai black tea, and it's one of the Energizer teas, which gives me um, a little boost. Like you said, 3 o'clock gives you the boost. But I've also had the lavender and chamomile, and that's the relaxer, and it just kind of uh-huh. chills me out, which is great. It's really nice. terrific, and... If you want, now uh, you can get 15% off at TiestaT.com when you use our discount code StorySong15. That's TiestaT.com. Use the discount code StorySong15. Save 15% off and uh, get it. You'll love it. Listen to uh, our show while you're drinking it. It's the perfect combo. TiestaT.com. Live loose. Hey, Pantheon listeners, Christian Swain again with something every podcast listener and music junkie needs to hear. As I'm sure you can guess, I listen to a lot of podcasts. I also listen to a lot of music, so having high-quality headphones and earbuds are absolutely critical to my day. Oh, and I have numerous pairs. In fact, I have a junk drawer of used devices that have bitten the dust, so I've tried them all. Recently, I was sent a pair of earbuds by Raycon, and the first thing I noticed was the cost. Uh, Looks like their products are about half the price of other premium brands. Okay, that's cool. And the reviews seem pretty stellar. Okay, checks that box. So I got my Raycon Everyday Earbuds, a nice packaging to open, and what I immediately noticed were the pack of ear tips for sizing. Uh, I'll tell you, I have small ear canals. Uh, I know, a flaw. So to see choices for the best fit, uh, especially while exercising, (laughs) oh yeah. And yes, they were immediately comfortable. Sound quality was great too. Plus I have three EQ options that I love because I like more bass in my music and less in the podcasts. Eight hours of playtime for the battery is great as well. Surround sound, noise canceling, and awareness mode all included. I think I'm in business, and I just realized I've had them in all day. Like I said, super comfortable. Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. All right, we're back. It's time for lessons learned. What lesson did we learn from this song? Let's start with Rachel. Rachel, what lesson did you learn from this song? So what I learned is that to be able to use your balcony all year round, Mm. um, they now sell these personal fire pits that are Mm. easy and you can use on your balcony so that when it's kind of cold that night, you can still enjoy your balcony. Yeah. Uh, I mean, buy them at Target for eighty nine ninety nine. I mean, that's that's <laughs> the one way uh, the world is better from nineteen seventy seven. The one and only way 
is that now you can put a little fire pit on your balcony to, that's right, to keep that's warm. Right. Are they meant so, for balconies? Because that seems like you know, a place you yeah. wouldn't want to use. You know, and floor. you know what it is? That's the one thing that she was missing. Mm-hmm. Right. And so <laughs> everything would have been better. <laughs> everything would have been perfect. What if that wasn't? She, that. she had a little fire pit. She's like, you know, you know what? I was wrong. Everything's perfect now. I'm, <laughs> I'm not, this I'll is be, great. I'll Song be happy. over. I'll be happy. <laughs> Song over. <laughs> Hold on, I gotta call Tom. Hey Tom, you gotta you gotta <laughs> unsong differently. Well, I put in a put in a verse about my uh, fire pit because it really it really worked out well. I'm really happy right now. And God, it's so painful. Something that's so close. Never mind, I got a fire pit. <laughs> and Frosty's standing there thinking, I don't think everything's better with the fire pit. <laughs> yeah, this ain't your song, Frosty. <laughs> well, that was gonna be my lesson was, guys, if you you know, I understand it's tough out there. A lot of people need to have a you know roommate. Um, Living snowman, bad idea to have a roommate uh, for a number of reasons. <laughs> number one, constantly melting a lot of water damage, especially if you have hardwood floors. Uh, you're not getting that security deposit back. No. Um, or you're fighting thing. over the thermostat all the time. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, he's constantly going to be turning it down. Uh, and that's going to that's gonna put your, your energy bill uh, up real high. So you got to watch that. And there's going to be a lot of complaints about, oh, I can't work in a restaurant. Because it's too hot, I keep melting. You know, he's gonna have a, he's gonna be out of work a lot. Uh, just don't snowman. Maybe am I talking from experience? Maybe I don't know. But I'm saying is just don't <laughs> living snowman. Bad bad roommates. That's that's all I'm gonna say. That's all I'm gonna say. Yeah. So, uh, Michael, what do you got? I learned um, that Tom Petty will go to great lengths to avoid going to your Fourth of July barbecue. <laughs> Um, even if it means writing a classic rock song on the bicentennial, uh, he's like, I, I, I would love to go and I would love to bring Rice Krispie treats, but I, I got this uh, I've got the studio booked and it's expensive. We can't cancel. We can't cancel. I mean, can somebody else bring the Rice Krispie treats? I like, maybe I'll stop by for a bit, but probably not. Because I'm writing a classic oh today, so God. I am now. So, by the way, I'm now imagining him like in the studio, being like, "She was an American." <laughs> Tom, I'm sorry, we gotta take that again. <laughs> sorry, yeah, you're not gonna believe this. Another big explosion right outside the studio. Yeah, we gotta do. It's oh, gonna take all day. <laughs> I don't know why this recording studio is on a fireworks barge. <laughs> he should not have booked the recording studio in the base of the Statue of Liberty. Yeah, <laughs> huge problem. Yeah, huge problem. Especially yeah, yeah, yeah. On the he was surprised it was available. He's, yeah. He was surprised it was available. <laughs> no one now else you know booked why. that for July Fourth, nineteen seventy-six. Okay, weird. Uh yeah. I would let's let's start let's start recording around like nine o'clock. Would that work? Wait, is there something going on then? Um, <laughs> just just right. around nightfall. Is that okay? <laughs> Hey guys, uh, thank you much. Uh, thank you much. Hey guys, thank you so much uh, for listening. This has been the Story Song Podcast. Uh, we hope you enjoyed it. If you can leave us a five star review on Apple Podcast or Podchaser or Good Pods or wherever you find your podcast, we'd certainly appreciate it. Also, follow us on the socials like Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. Uh, that would be great. There's a lot of fun stuff on there. And come on back uh, next episode when we're going to do another great story song. I'm Dan McInerney. I'm Rachel Oaks. And I'm Michael Gazelle. We will talk to you guys then. Thanks for listening and goodbye. Bye. Bye.
Our theme music was written and performed by Jason Flowers. Find him on Twitter at Jason Flowers with a Z. Some of our bumper music was provided by Purple Planet Music. Our logo was designed by Dan Geva. Be sure to like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at story underscore song, and on Instagram at story song podcast. And don't forget to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you find your podcasts. The Story Song Podcast is a proud member of the Pantheon Podcast Network. Go to pantheonpodcasts.com. Thanks for listening. It's the Story Song Yes. Just also, a uh, side note, by the way, it is the title of the song is Mary Jane's Last Dance. Is oh. it really? Yeah. Is it really? Michael, yeah. you can feel free to say that later. All right. Fair enough. You can feel free I'm to sorry. Say, feel free to see that. Feel free to say that on mic. Should I should I make that my lesson learned? Yes. <laughs> lesson learned. Dan, you're wrong. What would you do to achieve the American dream? The big house, the happy family, the money. 911, what's your emergency? Would you put in the hours? Would you take a big swing? What's the problem? What's the problem? Would you lie? Would you cheat? Would I shop? Would I shop? Would you kill? Yes. From Airship, the studio behind American Scandal, comes a new true crime history podcast. I'm Jeremy Schwartz, and I'll be taking you inside the minds of some of our most notorious felons and outlaws, exploring the dark side of the American dream. In my new show, American Criminal, you'll meet the picture-perfect brothers who killed their parents, the thief who stole babies, the crypto king who siphoned off billions and plenty more. From assassins and gangsters to killers and con artists, whatever the case, whoever the criminal, you don't know the full story until now. Don't miss the debut season of American Criminal, The Menendez Brothers, beginning February 29th. Listen wherever you get your podcasts, or to get early ad-free access to the entire season first, plus hundreds of other ad-free history podcast episodes, subscribe at intohistory.com.